Warning, the following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, Primers, to issue 75 of the DC Primetime Podcast uh, from the Showcast Spotlight here on the Next Level Podcast Network. Returning to the podcast this week, I am Ben Beck. And from the Caffeine Crew cast of pods, I am Rob Martin. And I want to start off things by saying uh, last week's podcast, last week's issue of DC Primetime with Paul Williams from the Bats, Books, and Bow, or Bats, Booze, and Books. Which way is it? Is that's it, bows and books. I was okay. That's I. I was right in my correction. <laughs> uh, filling in for me last week. Uh, it was horrible. Horrible podcast. I don't want to ever do. No, I'm just kidding. Paul did a wonderful job, uh, and as we were just saying too, his horror knowledge is astounding, and I'm so excited for him to bring a horror podcast to the network. Where we still have to scratch out the details and such, uh, but hopefully in less than a month, man, or in about a month's time, that's going to be up and that's and running. Awesome. On yeah, the network, which is really cool. I, I'm I'm kind of hoping that he he goes with my name selection. Uh, I, I you know because he's being a, he's such a big DC fan. I said hard traveling horrors. No, I think uh, he, I think he's going with terror. I think he's going with terror, terror, radio, terror radio. Yeah, yeah, uh, which but, is still uh, fun. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was such a fun time. I had I had such a great time, and this also now means like we can use him as our back pocket co-host. That's true. I'm like, hey man, I'm just taking off. Uh, Paul, you're up. <laughs> so. yep exactly which we know he can hold his own and uh you know and i say it like i i do a number of different podcasts i do this one i do the show cast and i do you know caffeine crew with you guys i have the movie one in the works still uh and i i will say to anybody who does a podcast by themselves like paul does and pat johnson does in the melting pat it, it's it's interesting to try and do that by yourself. I mean, even on the showcast spotlight, if it's just me interviewing celebrity, I, a celebrity, I still have the celebrity there with me. So it's still at least two people on the podcast. And uh, to anybody who does a podcast by themselves, it's it's interesting and it's 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 a challenge. Yeah, it's uh, difficult. But but he does it well. So I, it's, I'm looking forward to to seeing what he's going to bring with the horror and. He's going to have a co-host with him on the on the horror one anyway. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be fine. But no, it was a very uh, – he did a great job uh, other than the fact that he, you know, disagrees with me on the DCEU. But that's fine. <laughs> uh, but I did go back and I listened to it. And uh, yeah, wonderful job, Paul. Thank you so much for filling in last week. And hopefully the primers out there enjoyed it as well. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he he forced me to suffer through uh, Swamp Thing. So um. <laughs> suffer <laughs> I, I, through. I, I, will, I will I will reiterate though that first forty minutes of that movie is fantastic. Though that's it was a fun film to watch. Yeah. So shows have not returned as of yet, with the exception of Gotham, which I'll I'll spend a couple minutes on a little bit later on. Since between the two of us, I know I have watched 
and such. Uh, but I'm going to recap my time from Heroes and Villains last weekend because uh, I have some really cool stories I'm really looking forward to sharing with everybody. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the big news that hits, uh, and that is we know what this year's amazing and epic crossover, four-part crossover, is going to be this season. Rob, and I, you called, I it. called it. I called it. <laughs> uh, which I cannot wait, and I know a lot of the actors are stoked to be able to do this. I think they're actually in the middle of filming it right now, which mm, is which are. is really cool. Um uh, and then if we have time, well, obviously yesterday or Saturday, rather, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, was Batman Day, uh, you know, ex Harley Quinn Day. Uh, it was Batman Day. Let's let's be real. And I mean, I love Harley, but it's Batman Day. Yeah. Uh, so we're we might talk a little bit about like the Batman in the films and such if we have time. Uh, but one thing I want to bring up before we get started with anything else is the good place. No, I'm just kidding. Um, can I just <laughs> say, it's a, a fun show. I started watching it. I knocked out the first season in a day, and I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> that show is so much fun, and I love Ted Kristen Bell. That Ted Danson is just his character is so great. It is, and the huge. I don't want to say anything for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but the twist in the season finale of season one didn't see that coming at all. Really? And I, th- I actually called that one. No, and I thought it was great. Oh, it was so good. I, and honestly, if, if you're a fan of uh, Parks and Rec, it's the same creators. So, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I will say, too, on another note of, of shows that I think are surprisingly really well or really good, um, I give any show three episodes. I've talked about that process before, and we are now three episodes into this show. I know it's not DC, so I'm only spending like maybe a minute on it. Dude, I am loving the Orville. I still need to watch it. Everybody it's, keeps telling me how just fantastic it is. It was so – it was very – to anybody who thought it looked stupid from the previews because it's Seth MacFarlane and it's his kind of humor, they mismarketed this show so bad. Like they – the marketing on this show made it look like it was just another like family guy like type of comedy, like raunchy comedy and stuff like that. And it is not that at all. It is – there are – a couple moments of levity and humor throughout the show, but for the most part, it is a very, very like I was expecting like a Galaxy Quest vibe, but with Family Guy humor, and it's not that at all. In in all essence, it is really a loving tribute to Star Trek, and that doesn't spoof the source material at all. Like it stays very traditional to the science and like you know the replicators and the holodecks and everything like that and the characters are all very traditional, uh, but they throw in some like humor like you know Seth MacFarlane the captain and the first officer used to be married so there's some you know trouble there and and things like that and there's some jokes thrown in but for the most part dude it's really well done and I really hope it just doesn't become another victim of Fox. Yeah, I, I you know I'm. Everybody I've been talking to that's big fans have been saying right off the bat that this is a show well worth your time. And I was kind of surprised about this. Um, I I didn't really expect that because I haven't watched even a single trailer for the show. Uh, I just saw Seth MacFarlane and I like some of his writing, but like I, you know, my my love for a lot of his projects the last couple of years have not been the highest. Um, I just don't share his sensibility with, with some of his comedy. Some of it I absolutely love. And hits really well. Some of it, for me, just doesn't. So when I saw it, I'm like, eh, you know what? I'll, I'll stick to just watching Galaxy Quest. 
And uh, then everybody was like, man, give it to the first three episodes. Trust me. And uh, now it is, um, you know, really up there on my to-do list and checking out. So I think I'm going to try to sit down and watch the first couple episodes um, as soon as I get an opportunity to. Yeah. I mean, like, the show itself, like, from the opening credits is very reminiscent of a Star Trek episode. Like, you would swear... If you didn't know this was not related to Star Trek, you could watch this show and almost swear this is a Star Trek property, just with humor added to it. And that's uh, – so, I mean, if you're a Star Trek fan, if you're a Galaxy Quest fan, um, and even more particularly if you're a Seth MacFarlane fan, uh, give the show a watch. I, I'm loving it, and I can't wait until, like, the next episode. Like, I three episodes in, I was in at one. And the show has just already got increasingly better episode to episode to episode. And I, I, look, I'm, I really just hope it doesn't get canceled by Fox. I looked at the uh, the reviews on it. The critics don't like it. But when it comes to TV, I don't give a shit. Sorry. I know we're trying yeah. to curse less. I don't care what the um... – by the way, if I, if I, if I say repeat – um, what some of the guests said to me over the course of the weekend, there's going to be some cursing in this episode. Um, Let's say quote unquote, then yeah. we don't get in trouble. <laughs> but it's um, – By ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but it's – but like I said, the critics are, are only I think at like a 30 percent on the show. Uh, the audience is at like a 90. So um, the audience is what matters when it comes to television. Absolutely. So hopefully Fox sees that too. They're seeing that the audience is loving it and they're going to keep it going for a while. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really hope that uh, that that turns out super well. So. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want to hear about my time at Heroes and Villains? I do, because you and me haven't <laughs> talked at all. A uh, couple quick messages back and forth. Uh, I, I specifically said, man, I, I'm really excited for you. I'm happy. I hope you had an amazing time. And I left it vague because I wanted to find out about it on the show. Okay. Uh, so right off the bat, uh, you know, it was at um, the Meadowlands Exposition Center, Meadowlands Expo Center up in Secaucus, New Jersey. They call it New York, New Jersey. It's in New Jersey. I don't know why New York's included, but there's a lot of New York people there. So I guess that's why they call it that. Um, it is a small venue. It is not a large menu, venue, but it is where Heroes and Villains started. This is the very first Heroes and Villains was at this expo center. And I did find out, like we were even, I was talking to Adam while we were there and I was saying that this venue is way too small for this con now. Like this event has become so big that it's way too small for this. And I found out this is actually the last year it's going to be there. They are moving it next year to a larger venue, which is really cool. Because they're limited in the guests that they can bring in at this venue, too, because, again, there's not a lot of room. So I'm glad to hear that they're going to make it bigger next year uh, and hopefully bring in some big guests. But some of the guests that they had this year were awesome. Um, I didn't really get to talk about it on the podcast because of the fact that it happened in between it happened within the the week before the event, uh, but Willa Holland unfortunately had to cancel due to scheduling since they are filming uh, a lot of stuff with Arrow now. When you book these guests during the time that they're filming their seasons, their schedule can become very hectic, and their schedule obviously for shooting comes first. So these con, you know, these events do make it a point to put out to all their audiences like, hey, schedules are they can change. So, but. 
heroes and villains does things great. They they have policies put in place that if a hero, if a guest cancels and you have a photo op with them or an autograph with them, they immediately refund you. You don't even have to reach out to them and ask. They immediately do it. Um, and they try to find replacements. So Willa Holland canceled. However, the guest that they got to fill in for Willa Holland, in my opinion, even better, because I've already been on stage with Willa. Uh, Carlos Valdez from The Flash, a.k.a. Cisco Ramon, was Willa Holland's replacement. Uh, scheduled to only be there on Saturday, uh, which kind of sucked because my Flash Legends crossover was on Sunday. And I immediately reached out to Jason Cabassi, who is the programming director from Heroes and Villains. And we, were, we had been texting all week. Uh, finalizing preparations for everything and I text him and I said Does it, I'm like would he have been on the panel if he was there on Sunday he said oh yeah he's like he would have been on that panel with you I was mm. like man I'm like that sucks I'm like well at least I'll still get to meet him I'll, I'll go meet him on Saturday the day before Heroes and Villains I think it was either Thursday night or Friday Heroes and Villains announced uh, that uh, Carlos Valdez will now be not only be there on Saturday but he will be there on Sunday as well so uh, I, as soon as you told me that, I'm like, oh, man, you're so lucky. <laughs> so I immediately text Jason and I said, please tell me this means he will be part of the panel. And he's like, he texts me back. He's like, okay, he will be part of the panel. And I was like, wait a minute. The way you worded that, are you just telling me that because I told you to please tell me that? Or is it true? He's like, no, it's true. He's going to be on your panel. And I was like, oh, my weekend just got so much better because now I have – you know, uh, Carlos Valdez and Brandon Routh, two guys I've really wanted to meet on the same stage. Uh, so now I'm, I have two panels over the course of the weekend. On Saturday, I have the newer Faces of Arrow, which is made up of Echo Kellum, Rick Gonzalez, and Josh Segarra. And then on Sunday, I have the Flash Arrow crossover with uh, Brandon Routh, Robbie Amell, Candace Patton, Katie Lotz, and Carlos Valdez, which is an amazing stacked lineup. Oh, uh, you mean Flash Legends. So. What did I say? Did I say Flash uh, Arrow? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Flash Legend. Sorry. Um, I was the th- so the three people I was really looking forward to meeting over the course of the weekend. Obviously, were Brandon Routh, Carlos Valdez, and uh, Josh Segarra. Uh, so I get to Heroes and Villains on Saturday. Adam and I meet up, and the first thing we do, we go visit our friend Drew. And he's about like ten minutes from going on stage. He's at the, he's got the first panel of the weekend. It's him and Robin, uh, David Mazzo, and Maggie Gaya. Who Maggie is flipping gorgeous in person, even dressed down. That girl is beautiful. Maggie Gaya. I'm trying to poison poison ivy. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, she is flipping beautiful in person, even dressed down. She is beautiful. Um. So uh, Robin and Drew are right next to each other, so we immediately go up to Drew's booth. We say hi to Drew. We in, uh, we uh, reintroduce ourselves to Drew's handler, who remembers us from last time. Drew immediately remembers us, obviously, because he's, he's friends with us. He's asking how we're doing. We get big hugs from Drew. Um, and we're like, hey, do you want to – Is you know, we talked about this. Do you want to do something while you're here? And his, his handler was like, yeah. He's like, they're getting ready to go on stage. He's like, why don't you just meet us backstage and we'll do it backstage after the panel? He's like, and then if you want to do something with Robin too, you can. So we're like, oh, cool. Two for one. Uh, and Adam and I figured out, I'll, you know, I'll talk to Drew since I have that mug I wanted to present to him. Adam will talk to Robin. And so we're sitting there and Robin comes up to us and Adam's handler or their handler introduces him to us again. 
And he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, I remember these guys. And I jokingly say to Robin, I'm like, you don't have to pretend like you remember us. We understand that you talk to a number of people. He's like, no, you guys are with Next Level. I remember you guys exactly. And Adam and I look at each other. We're like, holy shit. He actually does remember us. This is nice. This is pretty cool because we talk. It's been a couple months since we talked to him. So we they do their panel. We go backstage afterwards and we're talking. And Robin, Robin and I are sitting there talking. I was like, yeah, I'm like, have you had the chance to meet? DeVito yet because uh, to anybody who hasn't had the chance to listen to the interview yet we part of the one of the parts of the interview was I talked to Robin I asked him if he'd met DeVito because DeVito is actually a big fan of Robin's portrayal of Penguin and I said have you met DeVito yet and I'm quoting so I'm cursing here so I'm quoting Robin he's like he's like fuck no he's like I, you know I, you think it would have happened by now I was like well I I don't know if you remember or not, but I'm the guy that you that you cursed at because I told you I had the chance to meet him before you did. He's like, yeah, I know, and I'm going to do it again, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he was totally great. So Adam spent five minutes with Robin on camera in which, unfortunately, our microphones weren't working, so the audio is a complete loss, which really sucks. But we're going to take some screen captures from the, from the interview anyway because we did get video of it. Uh, and then I did five minutes with Drew and uh, presented Drew with the mug, and Drew flipped his ass over this mug. He loved it. Um, the microphones weren't working for his interview either, but luckily enough, Drew and I both speak loudly enough that you can still hear us. So I'm going to work on the audio a little bit and see if I can boost it up a little bit and then we'll post the video of that. Um, but Drew was really awesome. He loved the mug. We made two. Uh, he gave us a headshot with him, uh, autographing it. So that's going to be one of the prizes that we're going to do for, for extra life is the mug along with a headshot from Drew Powell, which is really, really cool. Now, I, I don't know if you told folks yet what what the actual mug is. I don't think we've discussed that on air yet. No, uh, we haven't, but you and I are going to record a video later this mm-hmm. week, uh, and they're going to get the, the debut of the mug yeah, um, yeah. Uh, in that video. I don't think I post. I posted a picture of it to my personal account. I don't think I posted it to the, the DC Primetime page. No. Well, um, we, you might as well just explain what it is, and people get a chance to see it in person when we we put up a little video on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So. It's it's a it's a big beer mug. On one side, it has the Gotham logo. On the other side, is a silhouette of Solomon Grundy, which is a character he's becoming this season. Uh, and on the bottom, it says hashtag Stay Gold. Your idea, and Drew loved that. He's like <laughs> Stay Gold. He's like I haven't heard that one yet. He's like That's awesome. He's like I know what I'm drinking out of tonight. <laughs> um. So, so this is his second mug now. His original was uh, the Butch Gilzine silhouette that said "badass Butch." That said so. that hashtag "badass Butch," yeah. And he he even said in the video too. He's like, man, he's like, I can't wait to see what you're gonna do for me next time. <laughs> so yeah, so he's uh he was really excited about the mug. And... Well, if they kill him off, it's just it's just gonna be a tombstone. <laughs> it says <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. That is uh, brilliant. Um, so um. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we did that with Drew and Robin, which was great. Robin was only – or Drew was only there on Saturday, unfortunately. Uh, Steven was only there on Sunday, uh, which means his panel got cut short. His panel got cut down to a half hour. Uh, And the Arrow Veterans panel (coughs) – excuse me – actually lost two members because Willow wasn't there. And then Katie Cassidy actually had to leave right before the panel because she had a flight to catch. So it was really only Katrina Law and David Ramsey on stage. But Ramsey has such a personality. So does Katrina that I I really think it didn't matter that they lost those two characters because they were fun. Um, Katrina and and Ramsey are great. Um, 
and Ramsey remembered me from from Atlanta and Harrisburg, which was really cool. Uh, Robbie had remembered me from Atlanta, which was awesome. So was so did Talia, his wife. Uh, Talia had to be reminded by Robbie, but uh, Robbie remembered me. That was what was more important. And then Katrina, you got as friends with you guys at Next Level too. So yeah, so we got big hugs from Katrina when we were there. Mm-hmm. It, it was funny because we went by her booth to go say hi to her, and they had stopped the line because she was getting ready to, I think, go do a photo op or something. So we were standing outside in like the the walkway, just staring at her, and we caught eyes with her, and she immediately ran out to us. Oh, she's like, that's awesome. she's like, I know they closed the line, but I wanted to say hi. And she like came up and gave us like big hugs and everything. So it's really cool that when we, we keep, we keep going to these events and we're building actually ships with these people. Exactly. And, yeah. We're, we're becoming friends. We're building relationships with a lot of these people, a lot of these actors and stuff. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what potential that brings for the future. Right. It's the opportunity. Maybe like when, like we, we hit some of these breaks, be able to have some of these guys on. And talk about some of the, the episodes that have just happened at or experiences filming some of these things, which could be really fun. Uh, and like I said, we, we, we've been using this phrase a lot recently, but it, it takes the show to the next level. Yeah. So. Um, I will say uh, on that note, there is one actor who I was on stage with uh, who we will 100% for sure be having on one of our podcasts. Uh, and it was his idea. Uh, so I will get to that in a second. I will tell you, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the panels and then, um, uh, I would, oh, I want to extend a special thanks to, to Brian Roll, uh, from Odyssey Art because, uh, he lived up to his promise. He gave us four pieces. Uh, unfortunately we did not get all of them signed because Steven was so damn busy having only been there on Sunday mm-hmm. that we just couldn't get to him. Uh, same thing with Barrowman. Barrowman runs around all over the place. Uh, but, uh, Robbie Amell and Italia, uh, Ricci were both extremely generous. They were both more than willing to sign their pieces. So we got them customized pieces from them. Um, and just because, uh, I don't have Steven and John's autographs on them doesn't mean I still can't get them. Mm. It was just a hard time getting them that weekend because of, uh, just because of how busy they were and their schedules were. So, um, shortly after Extra Life wraps, uh, is Heroes and Villains Atlanta, which I might still be going to. If it turns out I'm going to Heroes and Villains Atlanta, I will take those pieces with me and get them signed before we send them to the winner. Mm-hmm. So, so we have uh, – there's the Robbie Emil Firestorm signed by uh, Robbie Emil, uh, And then we obviously – you know, Talia Ricci, Silver Banshee now signed by her as well. Yes. So. Uh, and uh, again, if I go to Atlanta, I will make sure I take Steven and John and uh, we get them to sign their pieces as well. So we'll get all four of them signed one way or another. Um, so it, it, it'll work out that we'll get all four of them signed. Um, <coughs> excuse me. It's still early, so my throat's still kind of scratchy. Um, but the panels. So, uh, I love being on stage. It's one of the things, obviously, it's one of the reasons why I go to these things. And I don't get nervous at all. That's one of the coolest things about it is I just, I eat it up when I'm out there. I know people that do get nervous. I know people who have moderated over a hundred times who still get nervous. And I don't, the minute I grab that microphone, man, I am into it. And I love, um, and I got a, I got a lot of great compliments, both from event goers and from people that work there. Um, there is a, one of Steven's really good friends uh, is an actor in L.A. Uh, his name is Nick Nicotera. Uh, Nick usually moderates Steven's panels. Um, 
when Nick is there with FanFest. He purposely comes to FanFest to moderate Steven's panels for Steven because they're really good friends. They have such a rapport. But Nick was on vacation, so he wasn't there to moderate uh, Steven's panel. He was there, but he wasn't there to moderate. Um, Nick Nicotera, I've heard of him. I've I've seen interactions with him. I knew of him, had never met him. Uh, Nick made it a point to find me, introduce himself, and tell me that I killed it that weekend with, uh, with no, both no, panels. Nick, Nick Nicotera, is any, any relationship to Greg Nicotera? That's Nicotero. Oh, no, okay, okay, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. So, T-E-R-A for Nick. Gotcha. Yes, yeah, Nick Nicotera. Um, so, no relation to Nick Nicotero from Walking Dead. Um, but the fact that he is a good friend of Steven's, moderates at these things all the time, um, and is, like, you know, a legit actor in L.A., like, the fact that he made it a point to find me and tell me how good of a job and introduce himself, and now we're, like, Facebook friends, and he fo- we follow each other on Instagram and Twitter and everything, uh, dude, that meant the world to me. That's fantastic, uh, You know, I'm really, it's a bit amazing to watch just in the course of a year um, how much has changed, um, you know, for you being able to have the opportunity to do these things, and now be a big part of it. So it, yeah, it's it's really just awesome to watch. Yeah, and I will say too that I did get the invite to come down to Atlanta for Walker Stalker Atlanta. Um, which if you're not familiar with Walker Stalker or Walker Stalker Atlanta or Walking Dead, uh that is the country's biggest Walking Dead convention. That specific one in Atlanta, because that's where the show shoots. So the entire cast is there. And they don't have to pay travel for these people because they live in Atlanta. So that's more money they can spend on more guests. It is a huge guest list. It is all the biggest names from Walking Dead, as well as um, Fear of the Walking Dead, Sons of Anarchy, Ash vs. Evil Dead. The entire cast of Ash vs. Evil Dead, including Bruce, will be there. Um, the Boondock Saints, it is a huge guest list. So I may be in talks to go down to Atlanta next month to do that, um, which is really a huge opportunity. Um it's just a matter of whether or not they're going to help me with travel expenses because money's, money's kind of tight. So I don't know if I could do that. If not, hopefully Heroes and Villains Atlanta, which is in November, um, which I went to last year. Uh, so anyway, so the panels. Uh, Saturday, I was backstage and I'm waiting for my panel with, um, you know, with Echo and Rick and Josh. Uh, all three of those guys pretty much come backstage at the same time and I'm talking to all of them. I've met, we've met and talked to Echo and Rick before. They're both great guys. Um, Never met Josh before. Josh is super nice. He's an incredibly nice guy, which blows you away considering the character that he played on on Arrow. You know, he was Prometheus for those of you that don't know, uh, that don't put didn't put the name together. But he's done other comedy stuff too. He was on a show called Sirens on USA, uh, which got canceled after two seasons, which will come up a little bit later in this story. Uh, so you know, all of them are incredibly nice. I go out on stage. I I feed into the audience a little bit i get the audience going um you know which a lot of moderators don't do they come out they introduce themselves and then they bring the guests out i like to warm up the crowd it's it's only a minute or two but mm-hmm. it works i mean it gets the crowd going and FanFest loves that i do it too so i continue to do it um i bring out i introduce the guests uh they play can't stop the feeling by justin timberlake which was a song that i chose and can i say it was the perfect choice because all three of those guys came dancing out on stage. <laughs> it was great. Um, so all three of them came out. I I will tell you, between the two panels that I did, I'm starting with this one. 
uh, even though I should be ending with it, because, uh, you know, the saying, save the best for last, is key to this when I say I should have ended with this one. Uh, this was, no lie, the favorite panel I have ever moderated. The three of these guys have never been on stage before, but they have such a chemistry together that I have never laughed so much on stage as I did with these three. And it's Echo, it's Rick, and it's Josh. It's all three of them. Josh is hysterical. But the coolest part about it was it wasn't like it was the three of them interacting with each other and then just me moderating the panel on the side. They brought me into it. Um, I had them laughing. They had me laughing. All four of us had the audience laughing. <clears throat> when panels usually end, you know, you say your goodbye, everybody walks off stage, and then you shake hands and everything. You thank everybody for, you know, a good job, and, you know, you, you praise each other and stuff like that. When this panel ended, all four of us giving each other bro hugs on stage in front of the crowd. Like, that's huge to me. That meant, like, to me, that meant... I was one of these guys for that for that 45 minutes, you know, so that was a really, really cool experience. Um, so there's a lot of humor going through this. There's a lot of stories coming about, but one story in particular that became a big running joke throughout the entirety of the panel, and this was early on, and I think this is one of the reasons why they started to include me into the conversations was because I kind of proved that I could hold my own with these guys. Mm -hmm. Um one of the audience members asked Rick Gonzalez, who's Wild Dog, um, Rene um, Ramirez. Uh, they mentioned his first film. And, you know, they were talking about, like, you know, what it was like going from something like that now to working on Arrow. And he was sharing his experiences about that. And I wasn't – I knew he was in old school, but I didn't know – where the timeline fell. Oh, God. Yeah, he was. He was I Spanish. Didn't even think about that. Yes, he was. He was Spanish and old school. Um, so I didn't know where that movie fit in the timeline. I, I didn't know specifically it was his first movie he was talking about. So I asked him, I followed up with the question. I was like, was old school before that or after that? And he's like, no, no. He's like, that old school came after that. Uh, he's like, because that was actually my first film. He's like, and then old school came immediately, pretty close to after that. Uh, and then Josh chimes in. He's like, and then Coach Carter was after that, right? And Rick's like, yeah. He's like, and then I followed up with Coach Carter. And then Rick's like, and then this was after Coach Carter, right? He's like, yeah, it was after that. And then he's like, and then that was, and he's literally naming all of Rick's resume. He's just going up the line in order. And it's getting to the point where it, it's funny now and everybody's starting to laugh. And even Rick's laughing and Echo's laughing. And then Rick and then Josh says, um, he says, you have to, re he says to the audience, he's like, you have to realize, he's like, I hang out with this dude more than anybody else on set. He's like, we go to the gym together. He's like, because you have to understand when it comes to Puerto Ricans in, in film and television and entertainment, because Josh is Puerto Rican and I had no idea. Um, he's like, when it comes to Puerto Ricans in television and entertainment, Josh is the guy. He's like, when we first started, he's like, we got the atypical like drug dealer roles and things like that. Josh is kind of the guy that broke the stereotype of that. He's like, so Josh has a lot of accolades on his on his resume. They're not all good. And so he's like poking fun at Rick. He's like, he's like, it became a running joke on set. Um, he's like, that I'll kind of Tommy boy out. He's like, I'll kind of Chris Farley out with Rick every once in a while. And, <laughs> and he goes, hey, do you, and he's like, and it kind of goes something like this. Hey, do you remember that time you, you played Spanish in old school? Yeah, that was kind of awesome. 
He's like, or I'll go, hey, do you remember that time you played basketball and Coach Carter? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of awesome. And he's just running down these things, and he's doing it this way. And somebody from the audience yells, biker boys. And that goes like, yeah, biker boys. And Josh is like, hey, do you remember that time you rode a motorcycle and biker boys? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And everybody's laughing. So I'm in the, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, he's poking fun at Rick. If I can poke fun at Josh, I don't know how well this is going to go. I was like, but I got to chance it. I'm like, we're having fun. I got to see how this is going to go. So immediately after Josh stopped, I didn't even look at Josh. I looked out at the audience like I was getting ready to take the next question. I was like, hey, Josh, remember that time you were on that canceled USA show Sirens? Yeah, that was (laughs) awesome. And the audience lost it. Like the audience (laughs) went nuts. And I look over at Josh. Josh is hysterical. (laughs) <laughs> he loved the fact that I did that. So, like, from that moment on, like, they brought me into the conversation. I think that was the moment, like, they were kind of like, all right, this kid can kind of hold his own with us. Like, we can we can include him. And I was included for the rest of the panel. The rest of the panel was so much fun. And then immediately after the panel was over, like, we did the bro hugs. We went backstage. And um, I, I immediately went to Josh. I'm like, dude, I am so sorry for that sirens dig. <laughs> He put his hand on my shoulder, started laughing. He's like, dude, don't be. That was fucking awesome. (laughs) He's like, that was, he's like, that was amazing. He's like, don't be sorry for that. He's like, that was great. Um, So um, I told Adam and Andrea to kind of sneak backstage so I can introduce them to Josh. And they did. And I introduced Adam to Josh as my podcasting partner. And Josh puts his hand on on my shoulder again. He's like, wait, you have a podcast? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, we actually have a number of podcasts, and like one of them is a celebrity interview one, and I do a DC one too. And he's like, "Oh, dude, I have to be a part of that." He's like, "If it's anything like this panel was, I got to do it." He's like, "I got to be on it," and we're like, "Yeah, man, absolutely." And we're, so he's like, this, "My agent's name is such and such. Her email is this and this." He's like, "You got to reach out to her." He's like, "You got to get me on." And Adam's like, "Yeah, we've actually already reached out to her, but she's on maternity leave right now." He's like, "Oh yeah, that's right." Wait a minute. So then who the hell is sending my emails? So he had no idea his agent was even on maternity leave. Um, he's like, but yeah, send her an email. He's like, we'll work something out, dude. He's like, because I absolutely want to do that. We're like, all right, so, that's so awesome. If he's on DC, we'll be like, hey, remember that time you killed everybody on Arrow? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was awesome. So we went up to him again on Sunday. So for the rest of the weekend, anytime I saw Josh in passing, he automatically stopped and gave me like a bro hug, which is so cool. Like he included me like as a friend. Uh, he made me feel like a friend the entire weekend which was great. That's awesome. That's really cool. And then on yeah. Sunday, we, we made sure to go by his his table to say goodbye to him. And we're sitting there and we're talking to him for like 10 minutes and his handler had to like tap him on the shoulder and be like, um, you have more people in line. <laughs> he's like, I know, I know. Uh, but the moment we walked up to him at his table, he's like, he, he immediately gave us hugs. He's like, yo, so I reached out to my agent. I already sent her an email and told her she, she's going to hear from you guys. Do not tell her no or do not tell you guys no. I want to do this. And we were like, fucking hey, man, that's awesome. That's great. I that That's just phenomenal. So, so Josh is by far the coolest guy I got to meet uh, throughout the entire weekend. Um, fast forward to Sunday, you know, the Legends panel and everything. Um, <clears throat> Brandon, I, I, I got to meet him backstage. I got to meet everybody backstage with the exception of Candice. Um, I don't like talking bad about the guests. Uh, Candice Patton is, is kind of standoffish. Um, 
Well, I, I, I don't think she does a lot of uh, a lot of constant, does she? I don't think so either. But neither does Brandon. Um, mm-hmm. Brandon's still relatively new to it. So is Carlos. Um, but Carlos was very interactive, both with me behind stage and on stage with the guests. Robbie's great. Uh, you know, I, I knew Robbie was going to have a lot of personality. Yeah, I did. I watched the panel. Um, somebody put up a, a pretty rough, rough footage um, online. Uh, obviously, it wasn't the stuff from Next Level that went up. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did get a chance to watch through the whole thing, and it was it, it was it was a really fun panel. So it was, and it's. Robbie and Robbie was the highlight, uh, hands down. Robbie and Carlos were both mm-hmm. the personality on stage, um, especially when uh, um, Carlos refers to Robbie as Italia Ricci's husband and not as Robbie, which is <laughs> yeah, great. the the, the old, like long running joke <laughs> yeah, that yeah. runs through that panel. Yeah, yeah, they call him Italia Ricci's husband, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon, when you meet him, uh, is a nice guy. He's incredibly nice, but you can tell because he's new to cons. Um, is very professional. Uh, he tries not to speak over anybody. Uh, you could tell, like, if you watch the footage of the panel, whether it's you watch what's online already or you watch what we'll, we'll hopefully put up soon, um, he brings the mic to his mouth a couple times but never says anything because somebody else is talking. Um, he's very professional in his answers. So you can tell he just he's trying his best not to just come off as a jerk, which he's not. He's not a jerk at all. So I think he's still adjusting. It's getting it's getting your your um, panel legs, you know. Yeah, it's, I, I'm sure because I you you've seen it with people that like their very first time on stage. Uh, I mean, I can even attest to that when you know we were doing uh, Comic Con a couple of years ago in Philly. I, I I had points where I'm like, I definitely have an answer to this, but I don't want to step over anybody, talk too much, things like that. You're really really self conscious about that in the first time you do stuff like that. Um, that you're kind of like, okay, you know, I'm confident to be about being up here. But at the same time, I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm taking over any port, uh, part of this or talking over people. And that's what you're constantly thinking about when you're also trying to think about your answers and engagement with the crowd, all that stuff. So, yeah, I can totally, totally get that. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the other compliments I got um, from con goers, actually, which is really cool. Uh, those those actually mean more to me than what FanFest says because FanFest could just be blowing smoke. They're not. I mean, they're they're all great people. Um, but when congoers stop you and, and say how a good of a job you did, they're the opinions that matter because they're the ones that are going to be honest with you. Um, and one of the things I've seen reviews of some of my panels show up on um, online. Comicbook.com is always there uh, covering. Uh, Pure Fandom is there covering. There's uh, like TV Guide. There's a bunch of media outlets that are there covering. And they do post reviews of the panels. And I, I do read them. Um Luckily, I haven't had any negative ones yet, but one of the biggest compliments I've gotten, uh, one of the biggest praises I've gotten is when it comes to FanFest, they don't refer to it as a convention. Um, They refer to it as a a fan experience because that's exactly what it is. This is for the fans. Um, So when it comes to moderating panels, I do do some prep. I do ask some questions in the beginning, and I'll follow up with questions throughout, but I like to get to the audience questions as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, they're 45 minute long panels. I try not to spend any more than five to 10 minutes in the beginning opening up with them um, before I turn it over to the audience because they're the ones that want their questions answered. Um, you know, there are panels I've seen at like Comic-Con and, and, and other conventions and things like that where the moderators take up most of the time. I'm not like that. It's not because I can't hold my own. It's not that at all. I can absolutely fill 45 minutes with these people. Easily, I could fill 45 minutes with these people. Um, but I like to give the fans the time to ask their questions. And especially when you have a panel that's five people strong, um, 
and the person stepping up to the microphone has a question for all of them. Uh, you've mm-hmm. got to give them time. So, um, you know, and I, I saw a lot of praise in my reviews and my panels and, and the panels that were covered of people from these media outlets saying, um, and then they turned it over to fan audience, fan questions because this is for the fans. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly why I do it. So to see that people reviewing these panels and the people that are there see that, my point has been made. And that's that's exactly why I do it. Nice. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to the next time. I get to do it, uh, and the the next people I get to be on stage with. So uh, it was a great time, and um, yeah, man, I'm I, I can't wait until until the next one. That's awesome, man. I'm like I said, I'm really really happy for you and all that. That's I I could not be happier for you for you know kind of getting to live your dream at this point and be able to do this more often and be a part of nail like what is probably the best place for the Arrowverse, uh, where you can kind of be there and part of that celebration that's constantly happening. So yeah. that's, that's fantastic. I will say there are a lot of cons out there. There are a lot of events out there, um, smaller ones, larger ones, you know, wizard world, San Diego comic-con, um, and, and fan fest and as well as some others, uh, we've been to a lot of them. We've covered a lot of events and I'm not just saying this because they give me the opportunity. Uh, I'm, uh, but, I'm saying this because I keep going back to them because of this. Uh, if you ever get the opportunity to go to a fan fest event, whether it is Heroes and Villains or Walker Stalker, do it. Um, the people at this con who run this company, uh, they do it right. They they do everything the way a con should be run. They They get good guests. They treat the guests right. I learned some things from some handlers about some other events I've covered that I don't like. Um, in particular, I don't, I actually, I don't want to mention what event it was, but I found out that one of the events that we covered most recently, uh, not a fan fest event, uh, is still, um, one of the guests is still waiting to be paid from this event. Uh, and it has been at least seven, eight months since this event happened. Oh, wow. So, um, not only has the guest not been paid, but the handler has not been paid. So, uh, when I told them that they were planning on doing another event next year, they were surprised because they still have to wait. They're still trying to pay guests from this past year. Um, so, but when it comes to these events, um, FanFest does it right. If you have an opportunity to go to a Heroes and Villains or Walker Stalker, uh, do it. It's it's so much fun. They treat the fans right, and it's and so do the guests. That's the coolest part. Like I I realize that th- these are normal people. They're just promoting their job. You know, which is which is a lot of fun, and when you get to experience that, I ran into Brett Dalton at Heroes and Villains this weekend, who I moderated his panel at Harrisburg Comic Con, and you know, I had there was that big running joke between him and Michelle Harrison over whose con was better, um, you know, that they they kept doing throughout the weekend. So we weren't sure Brett was even going to remember us. Mm-hmm. Um, waited in line, and you know. You know, we told the, the his handler, like, hey, you know, I moderated his panel. We just wanted to come up and say hi. And um, I went over to him. And th- as soon as I walked in front of him, he immediately looks at me and he's like, you know, I still think my panel was better. So he <laughs> immediately remembered who we were. 
and went right back into the joke and he was so like happy to see us and he's like dude he's like thank you so much he's like for for coming by and stopping by he's like you didn't have to because we're not doing anything he's like but you know it's really cool that you just came over like yeah we just wanted to say hi and everything he's like that's really cool he's like thanks for doing that and so like brett was incredibly nice and um you know so like i i love going to these events i'll go to them as often as I can. I'm actually going to Walker Stalker next weekend because <laughs> it's here in Philly. I'm not moderating, but... Um, just, just to have fun. Just to go and see all my friends from FanFest because everybody yeah. that I was friends with at Heroes and Villains, they run this. They run the Walker Stalkers too. So I'll get to see everybody from, from FanFest uh, there too. So um, It's that ability to keep up the, those relationships too, all those things. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just a really cool experience too. And again, like I can't stress enough on how fantastic this is because it it does some amazing things for the future of the show and the network and all. And, you know, I, I know normally people are like, what do you guys going to start talking about some of the other stuff? Yeah. Like, but it's still, this is important though. <laughs> this is actually very, very important to, to let you know what's, what's the future for the show. Like this is thing when things like this happen, you know, we're not going anywhere for yeah. a, quite a long time, you know? Um, um yeah. So I mean, I, I'm really just, it's so much fun listening to this because I love, geeking out about this stuff normally with you so getting to be just kind of sit back and hear it um is just really fun yeah uh so i'll i'll, I'll wrap up the the conversation with uh, just a couple special thanks i want to i want to send out um obviously thanks to you and paul for covering last week while i was at heroes and villains paul did a great absolutely. job absolutely um i want to thank adam and his wife andrea adam's my partner in in next level he's the one that helped me create next level and does the spotlight with me and goes to these events with me uh at and andrea is a huge supporter of us andrea is his wife so she's a huge supporter and she's always a big help when she goes with us to these events um, uh, special thanks to everybody at FanFest, including Jason Kabasi, who's the program director, uh, Corey Hewitt, who is the PR director and gets us the press access. And, um, of course, uh, John Moshi, uh, who we call Mosh, uh, who is the AV department and his company that he brings into all the heroes and villains. Man, that guy's an awesome dude, and his company knows what they are doing when it comes to putting on these panels and the setup. Um Every time I go to these cons, they step it up. They had a countdown clock on stage this time because there was a monitor. Uh, there was a monitor on stage so we could see the camera angles and such. Uh, but you know, it it doesn't look well when moderators are checking their watch because it makes it seem like the moderators are bored. When in essence, we're really just checking to see how much time we have left. Uh, I didn't have to do that once because when you reach five minutes, there's a countdown clock that appears on that monitor. That tells you when your time is running, when your time is coming to an end, which is awesome. And I even told him that. I'm like, that's fantastic. You guys need that all the time. And he's like, yeah. He's like, that's one of the newest things. So special thanks to Moshe and his team because they do a fantastic job. And just everybody else from FanFest for just being awesome. All the volunteers and everybody else for, for everything. That's great, man. I, you know what? Like I said, maybe maybe in another year or so we'll do uh, – maybe see if we can try to do a DC primetime from FanFest. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That would be just a blast to do. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, so now that I'm done self-touting for like the past <laughs> like 40 minutes, um, we got some big news this week. Yeah, yeah. So should we maybe just – Instead of having that in the news, just bump that up, talk about that for a little bit, yeah, and then, I... uh, then we'll go into this the normal news. But that's just a topic in and of itself as opposed to being a news story anymore because yeah. uh, holy shit. Uh, sorry about that, guys. But seriously, <laughs> when that happened last night, uh, I was gaming with TJ who has been on the show. He was actually on our inaugural episode of the show. Um, 
And when that popped up, he's like, did you see this? And I'm like, no, I've been hanging out with you guys for the last couple hours. I haven't looked at my phone once. He's like, uh, to stop what you're doing and come over here right now. And uh, he shows me a poster that CW posts online. And uh, it just says Crisis on Earth X. And me and him, our jaws hit the floor. I'm like, no, <laughs> this is this is phenomenal. Uh, and now this is officially the name of the crossover that we're going to be seeing in uh, November, right? I believe. Yes, yes. Late November. It, yeah. it is. Cri- I don't know. I think it's Crisis on Earth X, but I don't know because the poster, uh, when they put it out, it says Crisis at at um, West Wedding. Well, so, it's, it, the, there's a, a comic book cover that they did put out that says yeah. Crisis on Earth X. Um, but the reason, you know, like I said, it was it made me laugh as much as it did is front and center of this comic art is Barry Allen and Iris West in wedding garb. Yep. And I was just like, oh, man, I just feel so vindicated right now, um, which is this. We were jokingly saying, you know, what do we think the crisis is going to be? And I'm like, I guarantee it's going to be Barry and Iris getting married. And things go awry. Um, the synopsis came out: Barry and uh, Barry and uh, Iris getting married, and folks from Earth X crash into the mix, and all hell breaks loose. And man, I was just so pumped. I'm like, you know what? I knew that was going to be the call, and it just makes sense. And it's got it's going to work. It's it's the best framework I could think of. And I'm happy they're going that route. I can't wait to to see what they're going to do with this. I mean, you look at too. Um, you know, if you look at the poster and you see these alternate versions of some of these heroes, I mean, uh, you know, it looks like you're going to get like a red sun Supergirl, which is pretty well, awesome. Well, now, do you know Earth X? I don't. I'm not too okay. familiar with Earth X. Well, before we go any further, I think it's like uh, a no, post World War II where the Nazis have won, it's, right? Yes, it is. Now, if you look at all of the characters on that poster, like the Flash, instead of the normal one lightning bolt, there's two, and it basically looks like it says SS. Uh, same with Supergirl. Uh, it's the it's an SS logo uh, for the Nazis, so that's what this is. Uh, oh. Now, the reason, one of the things that was very interesting in this mix was we found out just the day before this was posted uh, that there was going to be another character in the mix on this. Yes. Uh, now, we knew there was shots of the Sandman uh, the Sandman helmet being made, and we knew it was for the Legends uh, part of the episode. So we know the Sandman's going to be in the mix, uh, so that gives us maybe some more nods to the JSA coming into play. Uh, but, you know, we knew for some time now that CWC was going to be doing an animated version of the Ray. Well, that <laughs> have changed quite a bit. Now, we know that's still happening, but... Actor Russell Tovey, who if any of any of you know and have watched, you know, the BBC uh, show called Being Human, uh, he was one of the leads in Being Human, was the werewolf in that show. Uh, now, he has been cast as the Ray for the live action. Uh, the reason everybody was like, what's going on here is because we do know the Ray hails from Earth X. Very specifically, Un- Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters is where the Ray made his first appearance. So we now know, and that's our connection point on why the Ray is in this mix. Uh, but real quick for this poster, we know they're obviously showing Flash, Firestorm, Heatwave, the Atom, Wild Dog, Green Arrow, uh, Black Canary, Supergirl, uh, Vixen, Mr. Terrific, White Canary, Vibe, Killer Frost. Also hidden in this poster, though, too, is we do indeed see uh, Zari, who we know is Isis, uh, who is in the show. 
uh, joining in with the Legends this season. We see uh, in the background there, too, uh, also... Uh, you know, Captain Cold's there. We see Caitlin as, uh, kill, you know, Killer Frost or Frost, however they're going to go about it this year. But so we know their involvement's in there, but we do see a Dark Archer-esque looking character. Not quite sure who that's going to be or who that's going to be mirrored off of. Uh, if they want to bring in Barrowman, this is a great way for them to do it because we also see Ollie here. Uh, we, we see, uh, you know, a, a, an SS version of the Flash and Supergirl. So this is a little, I think they're going to take from that whole idea, mix a little bit of the crime syndicate, maybe the Justice Lords, kind of from the animated series, and kind of blend that into how they're going to make this Earth-X work. Uh, so, And you mentioned Red Sun. You know, so I think they're taking the elements of all these things and blending it together. And I think this is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant idea. So I'm really excited to see how this plays out. Yeah, I mean, when it, it, there were a lot of... <clears throat> The word got tossed around a lot at Heroes and Villains this past weekend when people asked about the crossover. And um, the word that got tossed around a lot, both by Stephen Amell, John Barrowman, and everybody uh, who knew about the crossover, uh, the word epic got tossed around a lot. Um, And we didn't know what it was. And now that we're seeing this poster and we're knowing the synopsis now of what this is going to be, uh, that word's pretty fitting. Like, I don't know how they're going to top it if they do another crossover next year. Um, and they always find a way, man. Yeah. But now my question is, too, I'm looking at the poster and I'm looking at a lot of the characters that are on there. And you, like I said, you saw White Canary. You can see Killer Frost. I'm looking at the image in the middle, um, you know, the versus image. Uh, is the bottom image, there's one over the left shoulder of Barry. Is that Heat Wave? I am trying to see it. I was actually just trying to lean into the mic real quick and see if I could see it. And I'm like, I don't want to cause an audio issue. Uh, so hold on. Or is, that, a, or is that Sandman? Um, you know what? Talk for a second. I'm gonna see if I can zoom into this a little bit more and see if I can make a better, better. Okay, because I mean, I'm is. I'm looking at the image and I can see going from top to bottom. Obviously, I can see Ray. I can see Firestorm, Supergirl, uh, Green Arrow, White Canary, um, Killer Frost, The Flash, Black Canary, Wild Dog, Mister Terrific. It, that is the Wave Rider. That's the wa- no, no, no. Bottom, no, left shoulder of Barry. Oh, right above. Right above his his shoulder. Well, that's Vibe and uh, Zari. Or no, Vibe and Vixen and then Mr. Terrific. Left shoulder. Not right shoulder. Left uh, shoulder. Oh. Well, In then, the... that's Captain Cold. That's, uh, it's Captain Cold? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, no. Uh, well, when you were saying left shoulder, I'm thinking of Barry's actual left shoulder. No, no, no. I'm face, thinking face to, the, to the left. Oh, yeah. uh, I was looking directly at him. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's... that's, uh, that's that's Captain Cold. So we're going to see Captain Cold in the mix as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I is which is pretty cool. Yeah, because you can just tell just by the uh, the goggles there uh, that he's wearing. So now I'm wondering too if a lot of these characters are going to be playing double roles. Like, is Melissa? Benoist, I would assume so. Melissa I, yeah, is going to be playing both roles. Um, uh, the Dark Archer could obvious could be Stephen. Uh, it might now, not be Barman. Well, one of the things, oh, or you could also see, we did hear Colton Haynes is going to be coming back maybe potentially sometime this season just for a couple of appearances, so they could pull him into this as well. That's true. Uh, it's a high chance of that. Uh, now, the nice thing and they did with these character designs, obviously we're seeing probably early looks at the costuming. Uh, I would assume uh, one of the smart things that they did here, the reasons for the costuming, all of them are wearing full masks. So this makes it a lot easier for the actors to be able to play opposite of themselves, and they can just do ADR uh, and and have the actors dub their lines in. Yeah, that's a so, good point. So I think that was a really very smart call on their part 
on uh, the costume designs, but they all look fantastic. They, they look do really, really good. Um, like I like the 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 Flash version. It looks awesome. It looks like Reverse Flash. I mean, it's uh, but just a cooler design. The uh, the Archers look great. Uh, the the alternate version of Supergirl looks fantastic. Um, dude, I can't wait for this. Yeah, <laughs> I really can't. Uh, I, I want yeah. it to be because we're thinking. I, I, are we looking at November for the crossover already, or is it? Oh uh, yeah, the official poster actually even has the dates listed on the bottom. It's November twenty seventh. Oh yeah, okay. Yep. yep. Oh so. man, it's right before Atlanta, so we can't even talk about it. Man. So, well, it, it's interesting too because I mean I even love the design of this because it looks like an old school like eighties, uh, early nineties comic cover too. Yeah. Like they did a really nice job on this promotional image that does. It, it, it's so fitting. It looks so good, and this I'm very, the, very happy to see. This is the kind of image that you blow up and you get the actors to sign. Oh, yeah. I mean, a po- posters of this would just be just amazing. I would buy a poster of this. I really I would, would, too. This is one that you would take take everywhere and be like, please, let's yeah. get this signed by everybody. Yep. And then people are like, do a giveaway. And I'm like, no, this is for me. Go away. <laughs> this stays with us. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's uh, – I can't wait. I know. They, I know. Yeah, it, it just, oh, it's just fantastic. And I hope it starts, like, right from the beginning. Like, it's going to start with Supergirl, go into Arrow, and then Flash and Legends. And I, I really – because that's, that's the one night – that's the one week that Arrow is moving temporarily back to, mon- uh, to Monday. Um, I, I really hope, like, we get maybe, like, five, ten minutes of an intro episode, but before the first commercial break, things are kicked off. Well, this is the official quick one line, like the elevator pitch of what this is going to be. And it says, with all the heroes in town to celebrate Barry and Iris's wedding, villains from Earth-X crash the festivities with a deadly agenda. Uh, so, obviously, the, it'll start probably on Supergirl with them getting ready to leave, go through the portal, and head to Central City. So, Yeah. This is going to be awesome. I and know. And it's funny, too, because one of the questions I asked for Iris, one of our listeners actually posed it uh, to us on on the Facebook page. Uh, one of the questions I asked to Candace Patton was, are we going to see more involvement from Iris in this year's crossover? And now we know what the central plot of this is. Uh, that answer is probably yes, because it is something that's taking place at their wedding, which is probably going to be right from the start in Supergirl. And... Uh, she's probably going to be a centralized part of this this plot finally. Yeah, I mean it's very. I mean we were saying it's gonna. Ha- we knew it was gonna happen early on the wedding, regardless. Uh, you know, a lot of people were like, "Oh, it'll be how they wrap up the season." I'm like, "No, it's no way." They, they. I, I think the way that they've been talking about this upcoming season, what we've read and talked about over the last couple of weeks through the course of the summer, um, it makes the most sense. The moment they said Iris and Barry are going to be married this season, which we only found out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and that was immediately where that spawned this this thought process for both of us that that's how this is going to play out this year. Uh, and it, I love, honestly, for what this does for the Flashes the rest of this season. It's the two of them now married and probably now fighting through the things they have to deal with as a married superhero couple. Uh, in addition to just being boyfriend-girlfriend, it adds a new interesting dynamic, which is something that they're doing very intelligently this season with everything upcoming. They're shaking up the formulas. This is the traditional Flash that we all know of and think of in the comics. Green Arrow, they've already said, you know, this is him as a father now. So it changes his dynamic. Well, Ber- not- Ber- oh, Ber- Berlanti has come out and said, too, that um, – and I think you've mentioned this on the podcast last week, even before. Um, this is – these seasons, with the exception of Legends, these are pretty much rebirth seasons. 
yeah. for these characters. Like this is in essence, this is the Flash reborn, and this is uh, Arrow reborn, and this is Supergirl reborn, and we're going to start seeing more closer versions of these characters that we're more familiar with in the comic books. Yeah, and I think I mean they they've said their goal was I mean, and we know this for Arrow. There was a there was supposed to be that ten year journey that Five. Leap, well, including the flashbacks. Um, for for Ollie, uh, that leads him to what we know of as Green Arrow. This is the season that starts all of that. The Leanne Yu stuff, all of that is now behind us, except for the fallout of what happened at the end of last season. But this is Green Arrow as Green Arrow uh, should be starting this season. And so. I, and and going to that too, I don't think some of these characters, some of these actors, know if they've survived yet or not. Yeah, I would I would assume. Well, obviously, I think because they they're already at the filming point for now. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows what happened. No, even as of last week when we talked about it on stage, some of these actors. I don't think I got the impression that some of them still don't know yet whether or not they survived. Mm. Um, either that, or they were just speaking in tongues so that they didn't give anything away. Because uh, somebody had asked Echo if they saw Echo getting into a new relationship at some point, and he's like, honestly, he's like, the only relationship I wish I have right now is being alive. <laughs> uh, because he uh, he might not know yet whether or not because I think it's the way the season's going to now see they would have well, to know. Well, we know that obviously because Mister Terrific is on the the poster for Crisis on Earth X, so we know yeah. he's alive. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, you know, like I said, it's you know, there's some people on this that we're not seeing, but again, you know, we know that obviously Black Canary makes it out of Wild that, Dog's so, going to survive. Wild Mr. Dog's Terrific, on this yeah. poster. Mister Terrific's on here, so we know. The majority of these people are in the mix. It's it's pretty much the people that we expect. I mean, the people that are interesting that are not on this are people like Felicity and Diggle and such. But it's all the heroes that are on this poster. That's that's what we're seeing here. It's purely the the hero characters, you know, um, that we know in DC lore. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think it's it. I think when it comes to those characters like Diggle and Felicity, I think when you when you're bringing in characters such as these these villains from Earth X, um, I, I think you need to focus more on the, nothing against like Spartan and Felicity and such, but you need to focus on the heroes that with the yeah. abilities. Yeah, um, I mean, like you're not going to say on here, Quentin Lance. You know, it, it's like, yeah. It, unfortunately, it's you know as much as we like Paul, uh, you know, it's they're not going to list him on this poster. Yeah, know, exactly. It, so, I mean, even Iris is not listed on here. She's she's shown on here, but I mean, like even people that you know, like Captain Cold does not list on this. Well, it's funny so. enough that you that you say that too because if you look at the poster, Barry is technically on there twice. Yeah, the Flash and Barry Allen. And Barry Allen. So, mm-hmm. um it'll be interesting to see if there's any hidden meaning behind that or if it's just the way they they advertise the wedding. So, you know. Right. Um But yeah, it's uh oh, man, I can't wait. I know. Is I it November I like- yet. I know, and it, it's it's the great thing is it's, I love that they're not waiting. Like we, we don't have to wait until like after the holidays. It is boom, front and center. Like the you know week right after Thanksgiving. Like here it is, guys. Like that's so exciting. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, so it's it's gonna be, God, it's gonna be so good. I know, I, dude. November is gonna be a fun month. I really can't wait. <laughs> I can't <Yeah>. wait. <laughs> it's, this stuff is like Christmas to us. When they announce this stuff, it's it's just exciting. It's absolutely exciting. And so. if and if if we thought invasion was going to be good, like this is going to be. Well, I mean, like we get an extra like almost hour out of this. We get an extra forty two minutes tacked onto this, yeah. uh, or actually forty one minutes because we got one minute crossover at the end of of uh, the Supergirl one last year. So this is going to be something special. I think. I think this is going to be something very special, and I can't wait to see how this plays out and what they do. 
uh, because it definitely looks like this. For what what is being planned here, we're, we're going to get into the thick of things really quick. Uh, and I think you're right. I think we're going to see no more than 15 minutes uh, of the episode, maybe 20 minutes, and then boom, uh, we are off the ground running. So yeah, yeah. Um, real quick, going back to uh, Heroes and Villains Fan Fest, one of the things I forgot to mention was I got the picture of my lifetime. Uh, when I was there too, which is now my profile picture on Facebook, I got the epic selfie. The epic selfie, which was me with uh, Brandon Routh, Katie Cassidy, Candace Patton, Carlos Valdez, and Robbie Amell, all with the panel audience behind us, which was uh, amazing and was the picture that made everybody jealous at FanFest. Like everybody who works for FanFest saw that picture and was like, "Yeah, that's an amazing picture." Uh, so much so that Katie Lotz even shared it too, which was really cool. That's great. So uh, I wanted to mention that. And I'll post that on the Facebook page, too. Um, but uh, there's other news to talk about. But before we do that, uh, you know, we mentioned that this past Saturday was Batman Day and Gotham returned. We still have to do our back half um, uh, annual for the last, I think it was like six or eight episodes of mm-hmm. uh, the last season of season three. Uh, but real quick, I know you didn't get the chance to watch it because you still have to get caught up on the back half. Uh, I think next week we might do that. Oh, no, because you might not have time to. Yeah, I have, schedule's really, kind of busy. I have a very insanely hectic week. Sometime, uh, in, the week next, sometime in the next week or two, we're going to do the back half of Gotham yes. and get caught it'll, up. It'll, it'll be within the next two weeks uh, guaranteed before the other shows start because we only have two more episodes before we're like, boom, here it is, guys. Yeah. Uh, the new seasons are upon us. So, um, yes, we, we, we will definitely do it. My guess is if we can, we'll have me and Ben will plan out what the next two weeks will be at the end of, you know, after we wrap up the show. But I guarantee one of those two weeks will be the back half, uh, back half of Gotham. Yeah, and I want to say to um, I did watch the season four premiere of Gotham, uh, and I will tell you that um, they started off strong, man. It's the season started off really well. Uh, the whole every everything going on with Penguin and with Riddler. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to spoil anything that happened in the end. <clears throat> uh, obviously, you already know what happened with Drew, uh, with Drew's character becoming Solomon Grandi. Um, you don't see him at all this episode, and Fox is being really tight-lipped about his appearance. They are not posting anything about the appearance of Solomon Grandi until he shows up on screen. And I think they said uh, he's uh, slated around, what, episode three or four, I believe. I think so, yeah, because he's not going to be next week either. Um, but everything that they're going into with Penguin is amazing. Uh, they've already jumped right into stuff with Scarecrow, and Scarecrow looks fantastic. He looks better than I saw him in uh, Batman Begins. Like, wow, he looks, that's, that's, that's good praise, too. Yeah, so. dude, when you see him become the full-on Scarecrow character at the end of the episode, dude, he looks awesome. Um, and even the stuff that they were doing leading up to him becoming the character at the at, in, throughout the episode was really well done. And I have to say, too, as much as I was not crazy about them turning David Mazzeau into the Batman-like character this early on because of how young he is, they're doing a good job with it. Hmm. Um, they've kind of hinted at it this past couple episodes, this past episode, and you can kind of see him struggling with it. Like, you know he wants to be out there and doing good, but he's not trained as well as he should be he's struggling and he's making mistakes which i think is a good way to approach it because you can't make him just go out there and automatically be this hero he's got to learn he's got to develop still into this um and it looks like next week he's going to be getting his first costume uh which is is really really cool so uh, as much as we might have harped on gotham uh if this 
premiere is anything as to what this season is going to be, dude, I, I'm going to be a regular watcher again. I'm going to watch yeah, well, every week. Yeah, that that photo has has made its rounds already of the, the shots of him in in the uh, that cow uh, that we've seen out there. So yeah, I'm very curious to see how that'll play out. But I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing Drew as Solomon, man. Yeah, yeah, I am too. I I'm very excited to see what they're doing. With I, that. I really really want to know what they're going to do with it. And even during the interview with him, you know, we mentioned that picture we posted uh, from his Instagram account of all like the spiked helmet and stuff like that. And I even said to him in the interview, I was like, "It looks like your character, like Solomon's going to be packing some serious hardware." And he's like, "Well, I never said in that post that that was mine." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Ah, oh, you make a valid point." He's like, "See, he's like, I don't assume that's for me." He's like. I could have just been walking through wardrobe and saw that. He's mm-hmm. like, I never said that was for Solomon Grandi. I'm like, damn you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> like, you had to bring that up. Um, but, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with him because dude's been working out and he is jacked. Yeah, I saw the shots from you guys talking and I'm like, man, Drew is uh, Drew has gotten fit. He's really fit. So I'm really anxious to see his debut with Solomon Grandi. Um, but, yeah, Gotham – Starting off strong with season four, so I'm uh, I, I might be a regular weekly watcher again this week. Unfortunately, he did say when we talked to Robin, um, they are going to be doing that long break in between again, like they did last season. Uh, but yeah, you know, we'll see where that goes. That's probably when they'll be switching up the moniker of the shows again. Uh, mm-hmm. Like this, this first half of uh, season four is called a dark night, so we'll see what the second half is is going to be when they come back. Okay. So, well, how about this? Why don't we uh, we'll we'll change gears? Let's dive into uh, new stuff. We'll we'll talk about the film universe, and then we'll wrap up with uh, the synopsis for the premiere episodes for uh, this coming season. So, so, sounds good to me. All right, so let's talk a little Justice League because a couple things did indeed happen. Uh, now we've heard now officially two characters have been cut from the what appears to be the final version that they're working on right now in the final cut of the film. Uh, it has been confirmed, and it sounds like that Josh Whedon has reportedly cut both Lex Luthor and Iris West from the film. So we will not be seeing uh, the return of uh, of Lex in the mix. So uh, I don't think that's a bad thing. I, uh, so, I'm okay with this. Uh, I mean, like I said, I know a lot of people hated, and I mean hated, Jesse Eisenberg in the role. I, I love the fact that they took a risk. Uh, I, you know, I absolutely do think it was it was cool to see them kind of make the character something a little bit different and uh, weren't afraid to do so. And I think they were leading to a more traditional Lex by the end of it. So it's it's that very big question of what he potentially could be still in the future of this universe. Um, so it's a big wait and see. But I think it doesn't make any sense, honestly, to have him included in this. There's no reason to kind of cram him into what already appears to be a very packed film. So I think this was the right move by Joss. Uh, to to cut him from this. Now, it is a shame that we're not going to be seeing Chrissy Clemens' Iris West in the mix because I think it would be a great idea now to dive in and see a little bit more of the Barry Allen we're going to get introduced to, but the fact that she's not a part of it, that also, it does make sense, but I think it could have added a little bit something more to the Barry that we're going to meet once we uh, are introduced to him in the film, so... Yeah. Um, now, also, in addition to apparently Warner Brothers did an early screening for some folks uh, as far as the film isn't concerned. Now, everybody is under NDA, and nobody could really speak, but Batman, uh, BatmanNews.com did indeed get a chance to talk to a couple people. Um, they said specifically, without going into any details to make sure that people's uh, identities are safe, nobody can get in any trouble legally. They said they did speak to three people who did attend the early screening of the film. 
uh, all three of them said they loved it and referred to it as epic. One of the three people said that they despised and absolutely despised BBS and Suicide Squad. Um, and they, but they said, holy crap, Justice League feels like what Wonder Woman was. And thank God they're continuing their trend. So there was definitely one hater in the mix uh, of this. So I was not there, I promise. <laughs> uh but yeah so like i said at uh, least we know uh, apparently it's you know obviously you know we, we're a couple months out so there's chances that they might do another quick reshoot or two to fix some things make some additional changes and cuts because they have time um you know obviously you know you're this is coming hot off the heels of just the other day where post-production is done i mean i mean that means all of the footage that needs to be done for cg for the last jedi is complete and they've got months to go so, you know, it's normal that films like this have an opportunity to make a change where they need to. If there's something that's balking down the film, there's still time. So uh, this obviously test screening footage was more for people out there to say, what do they think of the film? Is this, you know, where it needs to be? Are more changes needed? So at least it sounds like it's on the up and up. So well, I mean, that's... you think about it, it's getting close. I mean, it's uh, we're a little less than two months away for this movie to premiere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it November or is it December? No, it's remember. November 17th. It's the day after my Ooh. birthday. Wow. <laughs> uh, which means so, um, if, yeah, I get if I get offered a screening of this, an advanced screening of this, and I'm allowed to bring guests, it's you and me again like we did Wonder Woman. Yep. And we'll do a Facebook Live review immediately afterwards. With Probably, with Craig Probably with Craig Legons. Probably with Craig Legons. I'm sure Craig will be there like he always is. So, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, less than two months away before this film debuts. And I'll be honest with you, uh, I'm... I'm not a hater when it comes to them. The only movie I really despised was Man of Steel. I was okay with Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. They didn't blow me away. Um, but I'm excited for for Justice League. I want to see what they're going to do with it. Yeah, uh, you know, I think so many people are excited to see where you know Aquaman and Cyborg and Flash are going to fit into the mix. Because yeah. I mean, those are the three characters we're going to get introduced to in full. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with all three of them. And as much as I hated Cavill as Superman in Man of Steel, or rather Superman in Man of Steel, I don't hate Henry Cavill. Um, actually, I think he's got a very fitting look for Superman, with the exception of the chest hair that sticks out in his costume. Um, I'm really excited to see Black Suit Superman. Yeah, and there are a lot of discussions are straight up, and it's been coming from Jeff Johns and you know, everybody on the Warner Brothers lot that this is the Superman people have been asking for. And I'm sure that that response is a big part. The things like what we saw in Supergirl with Tyler, uh, you know, everybody was like, holy crap, that was Superman. Um, you know that they paid attention to that. Absolutely. And especially people like Josh Whedon. He, he, he loves these characters, too. So uh, I think between Josh and, and Jeff Johns together on this, uh, they knew the changes that need to happen. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. So moving out of Justice League. Uh, last week, Paul and I told you a little bit about the Joker standalone film uh, and specifically where things are. And apparently, uh, it's not just talk and not just rumors. Um, apparently, this week, we will be finding out exactly what's going on uh, as far as that script. Because it sounds like that script is just about done and it's supposed to be turned in this week. So that's uh, kind of surprising because nobody really expected we were this far along. So it's it's a big wait and see on how this is going to go, but we know you know uh, you know this is Todd Phillips' script, and there's still talk that uh, we're, we're seeing Scorsese is going to be the producer of this. So that's that's a big shock, and you know Phillips is also going to be directing now. Uh, Todd Phillips is uh, responsible for the Hangover memory search correctly. Uh, so it, it, this this could be something very different, but they did say this is a very it's supposed to be early '80s Gotham City. 
So uh, it's an expect anything, but this is not part of the, the you know the DCEU. This is Warner Brothers saying, you know, we got to tread our own path, and I think this is the wisest move yet for them. Uh, allow them to have their DCEU films, and then let them play in, you know, the world that DC has created, you know, since, you know, the, the dawn of Superman and Batman. There's so many stories that can be told that don't have to be part of, you know, the EU canon. And this gives them an opportunity to do some amazing stories that I think it would be a nightmare for them to attempt to try to build a full universe and build up to. So uh, do it up. Uh, some of my favorite stories are non-canon DC stories. So if you can, you can do something cool with it, do it up. Yeah. So uh, in addition to this, going into kind of some other uh, like light TV talk, but outside of the Arrowverse, uh, more specifically into the realm of HBO. Uh, we now know Damon Lindelof has begun pre-production on the Watchmen TV series. There was a shot from uh, their first uh, writing session uh, where we're seeing a little statue. and just the base of it. It says, Ingratitude. But uh, we do know what that statue is because people figured out what that was. And that's the Night Owl statue that was around years and years ago from the original film uh, when the book was re-released during the Absolute Edition. So uh, people were able to piece that puzzle together. So we know all that has begun. But in addition to that, just days after that photo came out, Watchmen, uh, the TV series, has been given an official pilot order from HBO. So, uh, and the network has also ordered additional scripts as well. So this is uh, this is good signs from what has been has been started so far with Damon Lindelof and uh, the team that's working on that project. So, uh, one of the things now we can also talk about it uh, that is a flashpoint, just a little bit more. But it sounds like it's all been but confirmed at this point in time. We talked about this rumor a little while back, but. Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, is, it sounds like she is definitely part of the Flash film. Uh, and if you're doing the Flashpoint movie, we've said it before, if you have to have Wonder Woman, you have to have Aquaman. And I'm sure they're just waiting for Justice League and to see the uh, response to Jason Momoa. And if uh, the response is high, give it a week. We'll find out just the same. He is part of the mix, too. Do you do you really need, though? I mean, it's, it's one... It's part of the Flashpoint story. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, they they are the catalyst for why the world is in disarray. Uh, the war between the Amazonians and the Atlanteans. Uh, that is the what is happening in the world of Flashpoint. That is the big set piece of it all. So if you're going to do it, do it right. Okay. Um, if, if you're going to say, hey, we're doing Flashpoint and we're doing, going big, and it's Barry as a depowered hero in the mix of all this, having to deal with this. So, um, and being on the front lines. I mean, this gives us the opportunity for that Jeffrey Dean Morgan Batman all these things. If you're going to do Flashpoint and you want to do an interesting way to do the Flash origin story, go big or go home. Um, God, I really gotta, hope we get a Jeffrey Dean Morgan Batman at some point. You, Yeah, you've got to prove that you're willing to take that risk. If you're going to say we're doing Flashpoint as a film, make it as close of an adaptation as possible. The major players that are important have already been cast in the DCEU. Just pull from them. Absolutely pull from them. So, all right. Flash, Flashpoint is feeling like it's almost kind of like a Cap Civil War. Um, and I think that's the way to do it right. Uh, it's an opportunity to to grow your brand with some of these characters. You have an opportunity to show Gal, who has become the one of the big front runners and the people that are so behind and supportive of in the DCUU. Highlight her as much as you can. I have, I have a feeling Momo is going to be the same way. This is a great opportunity to get him on screen before Aquaman, uh, his solo film hits, uh, you know, or after his solo film hits. And so instead of waiting for his sequel, you get to see him again. So. Gotcha. Uh, so going over now to a little bit of a uh, Shazam. 
which was something that uh, you know is we already know is the next film that's going to be going in front of cameras. But it sounds like we do have our front runner for who's going to be playing the character, uh, and that is Parker Young. Uh, Parker Young, as uh, you mentioned, is uh, already been in the Arrowverse, and uh, he was in Arrow specifically, and he was uh, he was oh my god, what's his name again? Alex. Alex, yeah. Uh, so he was uh, attached to, to Thea, uh, running uh, Ollie's campaign to become mayor. So, so we'll see him uh, potentially be the. He's right now, like I said, they're saying potentially the front runner for the role of uh, Shazam. So, uh, and I think actually not a bad, not a bad pull. I think actually it can play out very well. No, I want to, but I'm curious who they're going to get to play the kid version. Yeah, I mean, obviously Shazam. that's that's going to be a very big part of this. No, I, I know a lot of people were saying John Cena was, I, I was the, gonna, one I'm, of the front runners. I was so. just going to say I still want John Cena. I want John Cena versus The Rock. Come on. Yeah, I think everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the other cool things that we got to talk about, too, before we get to the big, big, big stories uh, is uh, so we're talking about a little bit of Man of Steel, uh, Man of Steel 2. It sounds like they may potentially have their director lined up. And God, is it a great call. Uh, and that sounds like it's going to be it's more and more as the days tick by Matthew Vaughn, who just came out with a new film, which was Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle. Uh, is right now it sounds like more than likely the one about to sign the contract to Hell in the Man of Steel sequel. And man, is that a right move. That is definitely the right move for this all. It's so. as long as it's not Zacky Snyder, I'm happy. Well, we did find out this week too. Zack Snyder said his time with the DCEU is done. Yay! Um, I didn't so, read you know, that, and I'm so happy. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I said, he did say when uh, when it came to things like Justice League, uh, since he's had some time to, you know, his his family to grieve over the loss of uh, loss of their child, uh, being able to come back into the mix, and he said he had the opportunity if he wanted to, and he said no. He's like that seems unfair to the cast, the crew, and to Joss. Uh, they put this in his hands. I put this in their hands to to take care of because there was no time for me to be able to do this. He's like it just didn't feel like the right move. The production has to have to move on. My my time being there, I did what I could and did what I thought was the right move for the DCEU. But changes are going to be made. They may have not been changes I agree with, and I don't want to disrupt what they're creating. Uh, but he said, you know, he's like, he's like, I really love what I've gotten a chance to do so far in this universe. But I think it's time for me to move on to new pastures. So, uh, so you know what? I, I I think we all do owe him some some great things because of the casting that he's made uh, made in. His major contributions to Wonder Woman, uh, he has created some things that we don't like and created some things we absolutely do. So, um, but uh, you know what? I think that was the right call from him too, is to to move on and allow the DCU to grow uh, in and of itself. So. I do too. I mean, and I, I say a lot that I don't like Zack Snyder attached to the DCU, and uh, for the most part, there are things I really don't like about him being part of the DCEU. He did bring some good elements, I will admit it. Um, but I'm happy that he's kind of stepping away from it and he's not going to be a part of it anymore. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think we're going to start seeing some some major changes. So it's a big it's a wait and see. Uh, but one of the coolest things that happened this week and things that none of us expected was Warner Brothers decided there is going to be a special Blu-ray coming out and not that long from now. I'm so excited and, about this. And, it, and it's from a little film from 1978 called Superman the Movie. Now, what's interesting about this and everybody's like, well, what's so special about that? Well, in 1982, there was an airing of the film on TV that included an extra 40 minutes of the film. Uh, notably, uh, a lot more time on Krypton, uh, more of Smallville, and uh, a lot more time as Reeves just in the suit and being Superman. And it's never appeared anywhere. 
there's never been a, a version of this to ever appear outside of that one airing, and it's only one airing. And uh, I don't even, and, into, and you yeah. can't even find it online. Like that's no. how hard it is. There are no V. I've not not even seen crappy VHS cuts out there at all. Uh, so this is really kind of a big surprise to see this coming out. Uh, but it's the cool thing is it's going to include this special three hour cut of, of uh, Superman from Richard Donner and uh, the original special edition to, uh, you know, uh, version of the original 1978. So you're getting both versions. It's the special edition and the extended cut. So uh, this sounds like it's going to be a really just awesome packed thing. Tons of special features are going to be on here. There's commentary by Richard Donner. Uh, and Tom Mankiewicz, uh, there's three documentaries, one called Taking Flight, The Development of Superman and Making Superman, uh, you know, filming the legend and the magic behind the cape. There's screen tests, restored scenes, additional sequences, uh, music cues and music only tracks all going to be a part of this. So this is a uh, this is something really, really special. Now, I'm trying to see if there is a specific release date yet, if they have broken down for this. I know that it was just the announcement so far, but. Uh, I, I'm not seeing anything specific as far as when this is indeed coming out, but I, I think it's coming October. Uh, I think it's early October too. I want to say this is like the first uh, first Tuesday of October is the release date for this. Let me do some research while you are doing the news, and I'll see if I can find anything. Uh, I want to say it's October second, if memory serves correctly. So uh, now the last big things we need to talk about today is the Arrowverse, specifically the premieres. That we're going to be seeing coming up very, very, very soon. Everything kicks back off on October 9th. We have the synopsis for the first episodes of all of these shows. The first one being Supergirl, the Girl of Steel. Um, and that's the official title of this. And it's Kara deals with the loss of Monel by focusing all her energy on being Supergirl and the mysterious new threat against National City. Alex confesses a secret to Maggie about their impending nuptials. And then a citizen of National City has a mysterious connection to Kara. And Lena makes a bold move. Jesse Warren directs this episode with a story by Andrew Kreisberg and teleplay by Robert uh, Rovner and Caitlin Parrish. Air date on 10-9-2017. Next up after this, The Flash Reborn. With Barry in the Speed Force, Iris, Kid Flash, Joe, and Vibe have taken over protecting Central City. However, when a powerful villain, uh, you know, armored villain threatens to level the city, if The Flash doesn't appear... Cisco makes a risky decision to break Barry out of the Speed Force. However, the Barry that comes out isn't the same Barry that went in. Glenn Winter directs this episode with the story by Andrew Kreisberg, teleplay by Todd Helbring and Eric Wallace. Air date 10-10-2017. Next up, Legends of Tomorrow, titled A Rubicon. When the Legends realize that they broke the timeline, Rip Hunter uh, arrives with his new organization, the Time Bureau. To relieve them of their duties, the Legends are uh, thrilled to get a chance to put the team back together as a new threat arises when Rory spots Julius Caesar in Aruba. Sarah and Rory devise a plan to steal the Wave Rider back from the Time Bureau in order to stop, uh, try and stop Julius Caesar from conquering the new modern world. Victor Garber, Maisie Richard Sellers, and Franz Drama also star. Rod uh, Seldingling uh, also directs this episode, written by Phil Klemmer and Mark Guggenheim. Air date 10-10-2017. Then Arrow. The the title episode of Fallout. Oliver deals with the fallout of the explosion on the island. James Banford directs the episode, written by Mark Guggenheim and Wendy Merkel. Episode number 601, air date 10-12-2017. Going back to the Legends one, did 
it looks like Rory's is going to be a full on. Oh no, Rory is. Uh, damn it! I, I, I still know. think of Rory as 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 um uh, from Doctor Who. I still think I still see him as Rory, but it's not Rory. Rory's Heat Wave. Damn it! It's so confusing. Rip. <laughs> yeah, I I still think of Rip as Rory from because of Doctor Who. But yeah, never mind. Um, I'm not seeing a release on this. Any article I've gone to, I haven't seen anything yet on a release date for this this blu-ray uh it does uh, we do have confirmation it is indeed in october um, i wanted to say i did see an article a little while back that this was coming early october um uh, now the question is if that's correct or not like i said I, it's been hard to track down more info except everybody was like holy crap this is awesome and exciting uh but a part of me wants to say it's october 2nd uh, which i believe is the first tuesday of the month so um, actually, you know, I can even tell you if you can fill some dead air for a second. Sure. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, I've been looking at like, I, I, one of my go-to sites is video ETA, which shows a lot of DVD releases for Blu-rays and I didn't see it on there. Um, and I'm looking at a bunch of other articles that have shown release dates, but none of them are showing anything as of yet. Um, so, I mean, it, it I, I don't really care. I'm, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Well, so. we do know we've got at least one release to talk about um, on uh, early October. And granted, it's going to be – actually, it'll be the week after the premieres, but the Batman vs. Two-Face is October 17th. So uh, Yay. VOD should probably be uh, next week. I would assume it's usually about two weeks earlier. So uh, the uh, William Shatner versus Adam West <laughs> animated film awesome. will uh, we'll be probably hitting VOD uh, probably this Tuesday. Well, we, know, we know Spider-Man is, is October 10th, but that's not – um anything or not October tenth, October seventeenth. Um about damn time. Um I, I haven't seen it yet still. I have really? not seen Homecoming. Nope. Ah, it's not it's, seen Homecoming. It's it's good. It's probably the best Spider Man movie we've gotten so far. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch it. it's just I haven't had an opportunity unfortunately. So Yeah. So Um I saw <clears throat> speaking of comic book movies, I need to go see Kingsman. I really do, too. I, I adore the first one. I talked to two people that saw it yesterday. Uh, actually, TJ and his wife, Aaron, both watched it. And they're like, man, it was just fantastic. They said it was it was so insanely, insanely good. Julianne Moore apparently was an amazing villain. It was just so much fun to watch. So uh, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with that whole thing. It's so. going to be it's going to be tough to uh, to beat Samuel L. Jackson with a lisp. Uh, well, they <clears throat> actually said she was even better. Really? Yeah, she plays. She's obsessed with the 1950s, and it kind of plays it almost like a Stepford wife, like oh, nice. villain that has created her, her own world. Uh, that is basically everything is very old school 1950s June Cleaver esque, and I'm like, that's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, it so, looks like uh, Batman. <clears throat> Batman versus Two Face is going to be on Blu-ray October 17th, which means it'll probably hit. Um, um, this week, VOD, VOD. Yeah, probably within like the next week or two, it'll be on VOD. Yeah. Uh, which means we'll get it. So maybe that's something we can do next week if it hits this week. Um, if it hits sometime VOD this week, we can watch that and review it. But uh, yeah, I'm <clears throat> I'm looking through video ETA and I'm not seeing anything for the Superman release. So uh, <clears throat> it's a wait and see, I guess. But hopefully you're right and it's early October because I would love to just sit and plop myself in front of my TV for three hours and watch that extended cut. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that so, would be awesome. Yep. <laughs> so. so that just might be one of those ones where you and me just need to get together. Mike, shall we just hang out and drink scotch and watch? <laughs> so 
Uh, I'm for that, all except the scotch part. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I, I can drink some. I'll get else. you some. I'll get you some player. So. Yeah, there we, there we go. There you go. So. All right. Well, I think that does it for us, man. Uh, I, I don't have anything else for you. So. Uh, no, that, that's fine. Uh, we can just do some recommendations and some cheap plugs, and we can get out of here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my recommendation for this week, I haven't really put much thought into it. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> will be to, hmm, I don't know. Well, <clears throat> for starters, I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier. If you haven't seen it yet, I know it's not DC related. So my recommendation isn't going to be DC related as well. Um, watch, check out the Orville. If you're any fan of Star Trek, uh, three episodes out this Thursday will be the fourth. Um, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, watch it. It's so good. It's so underrated and it's, it's such a good show that I think, I, I think we need to get as many people behind it as possible to keep it going. Um, uh, as far as DC related, um, goes, uh, just keep an eye out for the Facebook page and hopefully we'll get some of the footage from, uh, heroes and villains posted to the, uh, to the Facebook page kind of soon. Yeah, uh, you know, as far as that too, uh, obviously we talked about some of those uh, some of those prizes that are be coming to you for extra life. So that's there's three there that you know Ben brought up. So we've uh, we've got those ones. I've got a couple board games that were uh, sent in to us. So uh, we have definitely a few things to do some giveaways to. I've definitely seen a few people uh, send some donations in. I have too. I think yeah, I have uh, I think like three or four people are already in the raffle. So uh, I'm actually only thirty dollars away from my thousand dollar goal for the year already, which is fantastic. Uh, I'm um, I'm about. Um, four hundred and fifty away from my five hundred from my five hundred dollar goal. <clears throat> so, folks, remember now. Like I said, I, I'm about to hit my goal. I, I'm in a good spot. Uh, you know what? So, go to extra-life.org to enter the contests in a uh, search spot. Uh, for player, search for player, search Ben Space Beck, and uh, just make sure you put your message DC Prime Time. Ten dollars gets you one raffle entry. Fifty dollars gives you ten. Uh, and you know, we never know. We may have some other cool things to do giveaways on still. Well, uh, it, like <clears throat> I'm only there because I haven't really been promoting it yet. I've been trying to get through uh, heroes and villains and I wanted these, these prizes physically in hand before mm-hmm. I started promoting it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> Uh, but on that note too, I know we're getting together later this week to record, um, the next episode of caffeine crew, uh, which, um, we're taking things, man, to another step because we're going to be doing this with new audio uh, recording and we're going to be on Facebook Live doing this too. So you guys will be able to tune in uh, on the Facebook page for Next Level, which is uh, facebook.com slash Next Level Radio Online. Uh, you'll be able to watch the recording of the podcast live, which is really, really cool. And you'll be able to hear it in advance as well because uh, you'll hear it as we're recording it. Uh, but I think shortly either before it or afterwards, you and I are going to sit down for like five, ten minutes and we're going to record a video. Uh, and we're going to show you guys all the prizes that we have to give away. You're going to see firsthand what we have, and we'll give you the details on how you can donate uh, as well. And we'll do all the special thanks to, like, Brian and Board Game Bento or whoever it was that gave mm-hmm. the board games and such. So look for that video a little bit later on on the Facebook page. I'd say by, like, Thursday or Friday. Uh, yeah, yeah. You could probably um, see that video posted. Yep, yep, absolutely. And like I said, that's four pieces by Brian. You know, two of them are already signed with the potential of two more being signed before uh... – or shortly after Extra Life even happens. We got so. the mug and the headshot from Drew, so yeah. there's a fifth. Yeah, um, so. I'm still working on FanFest to see if maybe potentially they'll give us VIP passes to a, to a future event, which would be mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we have some ideas for some other stuff we can throw in there, but we've got some cool stuff already, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, the more and more you guys donate prior to the event, uh, the more, more we will add to that raffle. Uh, me and Ben will happily throw in 
buy some seasons of some of the you know these shows that have yeah. just recently come out. Um, you know, obviously some of these movies out there. Maybe we even do something like a DVD of your choice or a Blu-ray of your choice for one of the the animated films or live action films. Me. Wonder Woman just Wonder Woman just came out on Blu-ray uh, just this past Tuesday, so there's an opportunity for all these things. So um, spot on the podcast, things like that. So, and in addition, when you donate to ours, you're also donating to our team, which is Team PS Nation. So you're already getting entered into their raffle as well. Which is uh, they have awesome stuff too to give away. So you're getting entered into two raffles, so it's well worth your time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, your recommendation. Sorry. Uh, my recommendation again is is this going to be extra life right now? Is uh, just keep bringing in those donations in, guys. Uh, last year, our team, like our small corner of the team, uh, brought in uh, sixty five hundred dollars. Right now, we are only at around two, a little under two thousand. So we still have a lot more to do and a lot more to cross if we want to crush where we were next year. So we really need your support. Um, you know, we didn't start making our big push until this time last year, and we had our numbers grow pretty quick at that point. But still, uh, there's no guarantees, and we want to really do what we can because a lot of these hospitals that are being taken care of are in a lot of these hurricane zones. So we really need your help. Yeah, and and, and we still have plenty of time, too. I mean, we have mm-hmm. over a month Absolutely. before mm-hmm. – um, we have over a month before this happens, uh, before Absolutely. this event actually happens. So, and we can give it, keep taking donations until shortly afterwards as well. So, oh uh, yeah, up until the end of the year. But if you want in for this raffle, though, uh, we are going to probably do our drawings the night of the event and actually pick and pull that night. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so cheap plugs, and then we can get out of here. Uh, I can be found on my other podcast, the Showcast Spotlight, here on the Next Level Podcast Network. Uh, as well as uh, a part of Caffeine Crew, which I'll let Rob give you the information on that. Uh, Facebook.com slash Next Level Radio Online is the Facebook page for that. NextLevelRadioOnline.com is the uh, main website for this podcast and all the podcasts online. Um, And, of course, the Facebook page for DC Primetime is Facebook.com slash DC Primetime. And as for me, as you mentioned, uh, you you can always find me through Caffeine Crew Cast Pods at Next Level Radio Online. This upcoming episode, we are talking about pirates. Uh, yes, Sorry. and it's kind of very fitting because we were actually we were going to record this the day after National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Uh, this episode has been a nightmare to schedule. We were supposed <laughs> to do this like three weeks ago, and uh, there's always been something going on with one of the people that was definitely going to be on the show. Uh, I wanted to make sure we had a full cast for this one, and I'm happy we waited because of you now having the opportunity to do all this extra stuff. So uh, it will be well worth the delay. But uh, yes, so we're going to talk about uh, some of our pirates in geek culture in addition to, um, you know, some of the, you know, the reasons why geeks love pirates so much. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun one to do. And I think we may actually have a historian on for this one, too, which cool. will be kind of cool. So. Um, next week's issue. Um, uh, it's probably not going to be Gotham because you might not have time to get Gotham. Uh, Gotham will be probably in two weeks. Yeah. So, uh, so if Batman uh, Adverse Two-Face is released on Video D this week, we might do a review of that. If not, um, I want to post something to you now, Rob. Um, uh, at Heroes and Villains, I had an opportunity to meet Stephen Amell's wife, Cass. Uh, who is an incredibly nice sweetheart, uh, Cassandra. She's inc- she's such a sweetheart. Um, but uh, this past weekend, this current weekend, actually, it just happened yesterday, um, something uh, happened at um, Salt Lake City Comic Con uh, in that Cassandra, his wife, was actually the moderator to his panel. 
uh, which was really cute and adorable and went over really well. And I have audio of that panel. So um, if push comes to shove, we could play that audio as well. Do that and let's uh, do uh, news. Maybe do a short week before the onslaught begins for us. Yeah, so. man, it's coming up. It may not be a bad idea. I, I, I feel like I got a, quite a bit of a break this week, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, which I'm perfectly fine with. Well, and, it'll um, work out too since I'll be at Walker Stalker, but Walker Stalker's local, so it's not like I can't record. I can still record um, yeah, and then yeah, just yeah. shoot right over to Walker Stalker, which is fine. Um, but official countdown as of Monday, which would be the day that this will be posted for these shows, uh, Supergirl and the Flat Supergirl. Uh, we are at the 15-day countdown as of mo- – no, 14 days as of Monday, yeah, two weeks. weeks away. Um, uh, and I get to watch Supergirl, and then I get on a plane and head to Orlando. So, <laughs> Well, I'll have everything posted. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'll bring my laptop with me, so hopefully uh, I'll be able to try to try to watch a couple things while I'm out that way. Uh, it's a wait and see. I have no idea how, how busy oh, I'm going to be. The date so. changed. Mm. Sorry. Um it's been a big mystery. This is not this is not DC related. This is Marvel related. But um, I use an app called TV Time, which tells me when shows airing and shows that I watch are airing and what episodes they are and stuff like that. It's really helpful, by the way, if you don't if you have a lot of TV that you watch. Um, but one of the things that's listed in there, and they originally had it for Friday, November seventeenth. Oh, oh, can I say what it's not? What? It's not in humans because I got canceled. Already. Did it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> uh no um the original air date on the, on the tv time app when they didn't know what it was going to be was november 17th uh but now it has since been moved to friday october 13th is marvel's punisher which oh. if you have not seen a trailer for it looks fucking oh. gritty and awesome as hell yeah i'm, I'm sorry i just cursed excited. that's okay um yeah so uh, they just changed the date to october 13th i wonder if that's official it may very well be at this point. They may have bumped it up because it's just probably ready to rock. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised too because Netflix is losing a lot, a lot of stuff uh, in October, and a lot of people are not happy. So, yeah. um, Netflix is uh, getting into some dicey territory. They, they're, they're. I think original programming is not going to be enough. Uh, I think they're going to have to try to, to to rekindle some things soon. I'll so. tell you what, I, I I usually watch a lot of TV during the regular seasons. I'm cutting a lot out this year, um, but there's a bunch that I'm still sticking with. Obviously, the, the, the Arrowverse shows, Black Lightning when that shows up. Uh, I'm sticking with Riverdale because Riverdale's – I was really intrigued by Riverdale and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hawaii Five-0 and Scorpion I'm sticking with. Orville and The Good Place are new to my lineup. Uh, Gotham and uh, Star Trek Discovery, which starts tonight actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'll be sticking with. Oh, and Lucifer, which is another comic book show too. So, uh, yeah. and Lucifer's next week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right, let's get out of here. Enough talk. <laughs> all right, and uh, I'll real quick too. Special thanks to our good friend George Shaw at georgeshawmusic.com. You hear his tunes each and every week on the show. Uh, always a big special thanks to him. So make sure you go over to his page, support him, check out his stuff, and uh, send him a nice little message. So, um. Yeah, so uh, special thanks to everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the community as we thank you every week. Thank you for sharing and such. Uh, I'm going to strangle your wife the next time I see her um, because it's something she just posted on my Facebook page. (laughs) (laughs) I posted a picture last night. Uh, It's so off the topic, but I said nothing better than pizza from Imperial as a late night dinner. And I posted a picture of the pizza and she just commented, you know what would be even better? (laughs) 
I know exactly what it would be. Yep. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for posting. Thank you for sharing. Continue sharing. Continue listening. And until next week, we'll see you guys around the bend. Take care. Peace.